Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 178 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, it's been a minute since I talked to the family. Uh, sorry about the wait. Uh, just been a lot going on. So let me see. I haven't done an episode in almost a month. So yeah, let's see here. So hopefully you guys had a great Juneteenth. Uh, happy Father's Day. And if you celebrated the fourth, well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so uh a lot been going on on my end um just uh went on vacation last week came home to somebody uh broke into my shed uh one of my sheds that has my lawnmower and my um you know my yard equipment like my leaf blower my trimmer and shit like that and it was just some crackhead moves like they pried they couldn't pry through the um through the lock or whatever uh and the latch that it was on so basically they just pried through the wood that uh the latch and the um lock was screwed on to and so i had to repair that and uh them uh fucking swerves they ended up taking uh my leaf blower which was only like 150 dollars and then they took my um my uh my weed whacker or my trimmer and my father-in-law gave me that so it's just some just some dusty ass shit that was just some bum ass shit right there um so that i came back home and i was just pissed i was mad as fuck you know you come back from vacation and you come home to this and it had to happen um like right when we left like it had to be first thing when we left because when we got home like all of our packages was still sitting in our mud room uh we leave that that door open so because ups and uh, amazon drops our packages in there uh so yeah it just had to be somebody dusty looking for a quick fix and uh yeah so whoever took my uh my trimmer and my uh my uh, leaf blower your mom's a hoe okay and your daddy is a piece of shit so but i think I think it, there's like a compound that's down the, down the street from me, and uh, it's a like a it's like a house, a big ass house on a big piece of land. And there's like uh, there's like trailers there, and there's a bunch of tents there. So I think it was one of them dusty motherfuckers. But filed a police report um, because that was the only way that I could uh, gain access to uh different pawn shops uh, around the city um as far as them you know looking into their system and letting me know and then putting a hold on my uh, my items just in case you know they so they won't sell them and shit like that but ain't nothing came back yet so i think you know they probably pulled a crackhead move and was like hey i got this trimmer i got this uh you know i got this leaf blower right here you know i'll give you both fifty dollars you know what i'm saying so i think they pulled they busted a move like that so um 
and what what sucked was uh like i said they damaged the um the shed but i fixed it got it looking brand spanking new um but they went through uh the uh, i got two other sheds too one with uh like of all all the pool stuff like the chemicals and the, like the little blow up stuff and the um little life jackets for the kids and stuff like that so they went through there uh they really didn't see nothing in there that they wanted then they went into the uh the other one that we got which is just nothing but our lawn furniture we just store lawn furniture in there yes i got three sheds uh don't know why but uh yeah that, that just really just kind of dampered my day and then what was it and then it was like a few days later we had a bad uh thunderstorm lightning bolt hit a hit a tree branch and then we lost all power and that sucked it happened at like one in the morning had to call oppd uh they came out it was like damn near it was like three hours later and they got the power back on and we had to call cox cable uh because it snapped our uh cable line and stuff and it was a big ass branch too like it was so big that i actually had to go buy a chainsaw just to break it down and you know remove it but then that fell on part of my fence too i got a like a six foot high privacy fence a wooden fence and so now i need to get a quote on that to see either do i file a claim and just pay the deductible or do i just you know come out of pocket whichever is cheaper but at the same time i think i might just come out of pocket myself uh, either fix it myself or get a, a a fence guy to fix it it's just you know do i really feel like being bob vila you know what i'm saying just depends on how i'm feeling so i just had those couple things happen and then when that happened uh when that tree branch fell and it sent i guess it sent some kind of current through the whole house or whatever through the garage too uh because it ended up uh frying my wife's uh, car battery she drives a prius and you know it's one of those rechargeable batteries and the shit just was dead like it just wouldn't move at all so then we had to drop you know 400 bucks on installation and a brand new uh battery for that so that i was just like god damn you know it's just like and then people want to be like oh well mercury is in retrograde and blah 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 like, fuck that shit i don't be believing in that shit but uh yeah, it was like three the hard way as soon as we got back from vacation it was like okay here somebody broke into that all right you lose power and you damage your fence now we got to replace the battery but it's just one of those things where you just kind of you know you know if we were struggling you know financially we'd be we'd be very frustrated but we're not so it's just one of them things where you know the shit kept happening all you all you can do is laugh you know when so much bad shit happens to you you just look up at the sky and just start laughing like that's just what we've been doing it's just like what the fuck you know what i'm saying but you know i don't ever ask what's next it's just like okay we'll get through this all right we'll get through this all right we'll get through this so um yeah that's what's that's what really what's been going on so um yeah just my baby girl's getting a lot bigger which is amazing um yeah she's she's responding she's like copying the faces that we make so like you smile she'll smile you blow a raspberry she'll blow a raspberry back so that's pretty cool and uh like she lights up like the fourth of july you know when she uh sees my face when i get home from work or you know when she sees her mama's face so yeah that's always the bright spot you know that's just having my little family that's my bright spot right there even though you know i just oh, i was so goddamn mad especially about that break-in because you know that wasn't nothing but a crackhead move because they didn't take my uh my um my uh gas pressure washer 
You know, I got a gas-powered pressure washer, and that damn that thing's brand damn near brand new. We used it once last summer when we repainted our pool, so I knew it was just some little crackhead that did that, did it like a smash and grab. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. You know, it's just it's just the somebody stepping on your property, though. You know, I know if I would have caught them, I would have you know blew two holes in their chest. You know what I'm saying? Easily, but. I don't know, it's just frustrating, it's just very, very frustrating, and you know, you know the police ain't gonna do shit about it, because it's just like, okay, well, like, they had forensics come out and, like, take some pictures and shit, and then they gave me a police report number and shit, but, you know, ain't nothing gonna happen, you know, it's just gonna end up in some file, you know, kept away on some, some dumb shit, you know, filed away in a basement, you know, where somebody done, is, you know, some... A police clerk is just sitting down there waiting for retirement ain't worried about a goddamn thing but anyways let's go ahead and see what's happening on that good old summer damn jam screen it has been a minute since i talked to y'all but um i just want to say uh salute to everybody who's out here fighting a good fight i appreciate y'all you know folks are fighting systemic racism and it's like the system is like responding back with like these uh fucking um symbolisms these symbolic victories you know so to speak it's like ain't nobody asked for aunt jemima to be taken off a fucking syrup bottle nobody asked for that no one asked for you know master bedrooms to be dropped to drop the master like i've seen that uh, i think down in texas they're talking about they're going to stop calling master bedrooms that drop the master and call it like the main bedroom or some shit like that nobody asked for black characters on the simpsons and family guy to be recast um you know no one asked you know for the white man that does the voice of cleveland like i said on family guy you know to step down and be replaced with a person of color you know what i'm saying it's just it's just too much it's too fucking much like it seemed like every day something is coming out it's just like oh we're gonna take uncle ben off the bag of rice because we hear you we hear you in these uncertain times it's just like get the fuck out of here people are really trying to fight you know systemic uh racism trying to fight racism white supremacy trying to take down the whole system and then the system responds with you know hey we're gonna take uh that black woman off that uh syrup bottle we're gonna do that and then we're gonna paint black lives matter in the middle of the street did y'all see speaking of painting black lives matter in the middle of the street um there was a couple a MAGA couple who was out there in uh cali and they were um what was it in contra costa county or something out there in martinez california uh there was a couple a MAGA couple who were draped up in you know donald trump gear and they were painting over a mural that was in the middle of the street that said black lives matter and she was trying to deface it but the woman had black paint and the yellow, the letters were in yellow and she was following the actual pattern of like the letter B and the letter L. And it's just like it's just going to say if you continue to do this, it's just going to say Black Lives Matter in black letters. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then on top of that, it's like, why was the woman doing the hard work painting and the guy was just yelling at, you know, people telling them to stop? you know yelling at the protesters telling them hey you need to knock it the smooth the fuck off like he was literally yelling and this woman is behind him his lady is behind him 
you know, breaking her back, trying to deface a mural, but the wrong way. Like she's literally tracing out the letter B and the letter L. But I see today that they've been charged with a hate crime. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, if uh, all the charges stick, uh, they can face up to a year in county jail. So that's just fucking hilarious to me. But I just want y'all to see that video and I'll post a link, I guess, about, uh, the, like you look at the lady and she's literally tracing out the letters i'm just like what did y'all think was gonna happen like you didn't go a different way you didn't try to like exit out or nothing you just was like oh well let me follow the lines it's just fucking stupid fucking stupid and i guess i didn't talk about uh leavenworth cafe closing uh permanently I guess I didn't talk about that. That was a shit show. Watching that uh, protest uh, a few weeks back, that was just a shit show. It was just, it was just a hodgepodge of people, and then, you know, people didn't, wouldn't even synchronize with their chants and stuff like that. It just was poor leadership altogether. Like just watching it and shit like that. And then they were like, "Well, donate a thousand dollars to the Malcolm X Foundation." Well, if y'all don't know, from the people out of town, Leavenworth Cafe uh, is a cafe here in omaha been around for almost 50 years uh and they they're only open until from like 6 a.m until or 5 a.m until like 2 p.m or whatever they hire a lot of like felons and stuff like that but the owner's son is a racist piece of shit uh so he was caught on social media basically um just going off uh just saying like it should be a counter protest at the malcolm x foundation and all this other shit like they should loot and burn it down just saying some old goofy silly shit you know how, uh white supremacists get comfortable behind a keyboard and so people so some folks exposed him and rightfully so and then all of a sudden it's like we're gonna protest leavenworth cafe so you had a bunch of black folks out there and uh <clears throat> a few anti-racist white folks out there who were out there chanting and stuff and it just seems it just seemed just kind of thrown together like a reaction like it wasn't planned and uh so they were like trying to talk to the owner and they were just like you know donate a thousand dollars to uh you know the malcolm x foundation and all this other stuff and apologize and the owner he agreed to it he's like okay cool and then when he agreed to the thousand dollar donation and all of a sudden he's like well ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or some some goofy shit like that and it's just like nigga what like like okay like y'all don't know nothing about the art of negotiation but um anyways uh so basically that family that coniglia family who owns leavenworth cafe they just said fuck it we just gonna close down forever they just closed down forever so um yeah so they just closed and then the people who kind of you know put the thing together you know they were kind of backtracking putting putting the protest together they were kind of backtracking like well damn i didn't know they was gonna close permanently like well nigga what did you expect like what did you what did you want your outcome to be of this protest like you just wanted to be out here getting your emotions off like you didn't want anything definitive to happen right so that's why i say it's always poor leadership because the nigga was uh i ain't gonna even put his name out there but he was on facebook talking about well, i didn't know they was gonna close down permanently i didn't know all that was gonna happen you know that ain't my fault and blah 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 and it's just like okay nigga you got all these followers on uh facebook and you were talking all this big shit and now when it's really getting real now all of a sudden you know like, i didn't i didn't I, I didn't do nothing i didn't do anything i didn't know what was i didn't know what was what i, I didn't want them closed down all the way you know i just wanted them to do this and it's just like shut the fuck up you know 
and there's uh i just feel like there's going to be this movement of opportunists who are just now getting so-called woke uh coming up in this whole uh anti um racist movement that's going across the country you got people who coming in to this movement who's who's been uh who've been on the coon train themselves you can go look at their youtube channel and be and they've been on the coon train doing some real questionable things uh for the sake of views and now they're trying to gain traction by trying to be pro-black anti-racist and shit like that when they were fighting for inclusion into that white gamer world you know but you know that's neither that is here and there but you know it is what it is you just, you know i just feel like some of these people are really out here being opportunist when they failed at other things so it's just like oh let me just do this for clout you know what i'm saying so um y'all be careful out there i don't like I don't like uh, when people come in to the black community and try to use them, you know, as a stepping stone just for clout. You know what I'm saying? Trying to run for public office, um, playing off of black folks emotions and uh, just using black folks. I, I hate that shit. I hate it with a passion. If you're going to run for public office, if you're going to do something, uh, you know, like that run for public office you need to have the people's interests at heart you know you can't just be out here you know running around here with a slogan and no no plans no uh blueprint uh letting us know what you're going to do for the district that you're running from running for and you just want to be in front of the cameras and get them likes and them comments and just be out here bullshitting now you can't just be out here being an attention whore because now it's like we okay you got our attention what are you going to do with it then it's just like oh well oh uh, <laughs> well uh i just really did it for facebook and it's just like get the fuck out of here you really have to be serious and stop fucking around with black folks because we already battling racism white supremacy we don't need to go out here and start battling you know our own kind who's out here looking for to be some kind of fake token leader who can be easily corrupted you know what i'm saying we've seen that far too many times far too many times we've been seeing some old bootlicking coon get wheeled out and then you know sell out the community by claiming to be some leader of the black community and folks like who the fuck is this person like i don't even know this motherfucker from adam you know what i'm saying don't know him from eve like who the fuck is this so i just want black folks to be careful and uh you know just watch who starts elevating themselves as a leader in the community and ain't really done shit for the community so you really just have to be careful with that um so yeah so then the the mayor mean jean stothard she ran a um investigation a police investigation um to look into if there was any kind of kind of extortion forcing leavenworth cafe to shut down and all this other shit and she hopes that they open back up soon but i think the truth of the matter was uh they just needed an excuse to close because i think they got hit really hard when that covid shit hit and you know businesses were closed here in the city for about a month month and a half so you know it is what it is um let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen um yeah so there's a special um prosecutor for um the james scurlock um grand jury hearing um and uh it's a brother and i worry because i watched his uh 
the brother's name is uh, attorney uh, Frederick Franklin, and he's been a he's been a licensed attorney since '86, so about 34 years. And I don't know, I I, I just worry because when he was talking about the case, he's a special prosecutor for James Scurlock. Uh, you know, who got killed by that racist Jake Gardner. And there was a great article on Yahoo. Um, I'm going to post that link. And they were talking about how Jake Gardner was just a stone cold bigot and he was actually raised that way. So I feel like, you know, they should take that in cons- into consideration uh, with this whole special grand jury. But the brother, the attorney, Frederick Franklin, the special prosecutor, he just was very he didn't seem convincing to me he didn't seem um confident the brother was just like uh uh on simple shit when he was trying to give his background and stuff and i'm just like oh this mush mouth nigga oh this this blank thought nigga i'm just yeah it's hard you know i'm thinking like yo you know i want to keep a positive outlook but it's just hard. It's very difficult when you see somebody like that being presented on the front stage. And you're like, okay, this is why Don Klein chose this person. Like, oh, well, he's black. You know, just in, just to kind of get people off his fucking back, off of Don Klein's back. He's like, well, you know, the special prosecutor was black, you know, and shit like that. But he knew that he could get a buffoon in there. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the outcome yet, but it just seems like this brother just ain't that sharp to be uh an attorney and i know he's been an attorney almost as long as i've been alive but you know i don't know this brother's record but from him talking uh on the news i just i'm not confident i'm not that confident man i'm not that confident but uh let me give y'all a phone number he did release a phone number let me see if i can pull that up let me go to my screenshots let me see here it says so basically okay there's so there's a website it's grand jury tips at dc the number four dc.com or you can call 402-546-1884 and that's justice for james scurlock all right so if y'all have any video um any racist uh you know facebook posts old facebook posts from jake gardner anything you know uh anything from his daddy too because his daddy's a hardcore bigot too so you can email tips to grand jury tips at dc4dc.com or you can call 402-546-1884 we have to get some justice from that brother and shout out to the culture house um they got a bunch of james scurlock t-shirts um they're free they just asked for a donation of some sort so y'all can go on down there and that's off of uh was that 30 is that 3017 north 24th street i believe um and you can go down there and give a donation or you can sign up for a protest um outside of Klein's house or somewhere else and you know you get a free black lives matter sh- uh sign or a james scurlock t-shirt uh, they didn't have have my size when i went uh but it's all good um so you can just do a donation you know you grab a couple shirts you know give them a couple 20s you know what i'm saying to keep the culture house running that you know they always do good work down there and it's always just a bunch of you know the culture house is just you know local artists and musicians who you know just go down there and sell their work 
and uh, you know just kind of put on for the city they have little different events there and shit like that so uh, just make sure y'all check out the culture house and we still need justice for James Scurlock um, let me see what else I got on that good old summer damn jam screen see what else is going on um yeah that might just be it that might just be it I mean it's I'm seeing just so many videos of you know what's going on with um, you know these protests are still going on across the country it's funny right now because the mainstream media is just like man these motherfuckers do not give up you know what I'm saying they, they they're not covering it as much you know but you still seeing it on Twitter it's still happening here in the city and it's still happening here in Omaha shout out to black Omaha and the anti-racist white folks here and uh, yeah it's still going on just around the country but it's just funny because you just don't see the shit at all going on uh, on the mainstream media. It's just like, okay, we got these ratings. Just like, okay, these motherfuckers ain't gonna give up. Like, fuck. You're like, okay, this is this is becoming too much. But what's fascinating to me is to see, uh, you know, all these Confederate statues being ripped down, and how uh, the Cheeto in Chief is just going on these these dog whistle rallies and he's just talking about how they need to just arrest these people and all this other shit like he is just doubling down hard on his bigotry and uh if y'all got anybody who's still out there supporting you know the cheeto in chief claiming that they ain't racist oh well, they're just letting you know who they are and i've i've broken down i've gave y'all many examples in the past episodes last year of patriotism of racism disguised as patriotism right i've done that many a times you know and now you're seeing uh these confederate statues being brought down and even uh robert e lee uh he was talking about like why would we I forgot which uh, which book it was from, but he even said himself that there shouldn't be any Confederate statues, you know, hanging up because of just the painful reminder of what happened and they lost like the South lost the war like they fucking lost like once, you know, uh, uh, former enslaved people started joining it like black enslaved folks, uh, men started joining the Union Army like it was a wrap like the south was beating the brakes off the north then all of a sudden just like okay well let's look at these colored folks in here uh, and then it was just like oh they start turning shit around the union start turning shit around but yeah i i really have to i have to find that quote from uh, robert e lee but um <clears throat> let me see what else been going on because it ain't really been too much but there's been so many videos of uh of these uh these white women wilding they calling them Karens, but they just been like, it's just, I saw a video where this woman was getting like being like, people are just fucking mad about the mask. Like weren't like rocking the mask. Like, like the U S just opened up, just got tired of waiting. It was like, okay, well it's starting to plateau now, you know, as far as the COVID cases and it's like, okay, let's open all this shit back up. And it's like, yo, what the fucks? But you seen just these people just freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I saw one video where um, a lady was, uh, they was they shamed her at a Trader Joe's. They sh shamed her to, uh, to get the fuck on up out of there. That shit was funny. Then there was another woman uh, at a grocery store and she literally started taking food out of her cart and like throwing it, physically throwing it at people. Then there was another white woman who was in Target 
and she was first she was like uh she was harassing folks no no inside target she was like this she's like she was just went off because there was a display of mask like you're starting to see those pop up now and it's just this is just meant to stop the spread because it spread through droplets right through your nose or through your mouth and so she she's like just talking crazy just geeking um and she's like starts ripping the mask off and ripping down parts of the display and so the target people come like yo you gotta get the fuck on up out of here so when she's outside waiting on a ride or whatever this woman she sounds like she's on the narc narcotic she just sounds like she is just coked out of her mind and she's slurring her speech but she's speaking fast so that's how you know they're on that coke and so people are like walking out who have their mask on she's like sheep bah bah sheep and then so her driver comes and gets her and her driver is wearing a mask and i shit you now she's like oh take that shit off you know take it off his fake and then she was talking about how she's a jew and shit like that and it's just like okay and then so later on the uh cops come to her house and she's like you're on you know they they're wearing masks and shit so she's flipping out on them and then she's like you're being broadcast to the world the world right now blah 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 and the, the cop he paused he was like okay well go ahead and put that camera down you're being arrested <laughs> and she was like what <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck and as soon as they put them cuffs on she's like it's because i'm jewish it's because i'm a jew it's because i'm jewish and shit like that she was trying to call them nazis and shit like that and uh, that's that's always the uh the the thing about uh, i've had an issue with a, a jewish comic i went to a uh a show with my wife up in benson and uh it was a white jew there telling jokes and uh you know he was uh he was he didn't see me it was like me and some other brothers in the back we were way in the back and uh he was like any black guys here and you know you know he's about to start sh saying some racist shit and i was like yep and i you know i yelled it real loud he's like oh we got one and then he starts going into these like just these terrible racist jokes and uh like you know about uh he, he said something he was like yeah he said something like how many kids do i have i was like i don't have any like zero and then you know just going into the black stereotypes and shit like that and nobody was laughing and then he finally said he was like he was like yeah you guys just aren't laughing because you're scared the black guy gonna beat beat kick your ass or something like that and then when people then uh then some white girl by me she was she was yelling she was like oh you're just you suck you're racist or something like that and then he went and then this is what they always do uh you know a white jewish person they always go well i'm i'm jewish i'm jewish and then he was like i grew up with brothers in in in, in, in central la and blah, blah 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 you know i love the brothers just just telling jokes and blah 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 and it just got so flat and stale in there it was just like oh that's amazing that's amazing and that's why I really don't buy into a whole lot of allyship. Um, you know, and nowadays, uh, black folks don't need allies. They need accomplices. And if you're not trying to be an accomplice, I don't want to hear it. But there's too many groups who run around here practicing anti-black racism. And then once the white supremacy, white supremacists start putting their foot on their throats, they're like, uh, 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 hey, help, help me out here, brother. Hey, hey, brother, man. Hey, help me out. 
Like, no, you practice the same anti-black racism as these white supremacists. And then you try to be an honorary white supremacist. And then when they pull your card and like, oh, you're not that that blood ain't too pure enough. So get your mud ass on somewhere. So I don't I don't buy into that at all. Um, what else is going on on the summer damn jam screen? I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I see folks talking about Hamilton. No, we're really going to have to have a conversation about the gentrification of rap music in the mainstream. Uh, I am not impressed uh, with any of Hamilton. I've never watched any of it, uh, but I just know that there's some fake ass rapping going on. I know we kind of I, I know we. You know we're all about the inclusiveness and there's some black actors in there and actresses and shit like that and then uh lynn manuel or whatever his name is he's a he's a non-white uh he's a white hispanic but uh, i'm not here for the gentrification of rap music you know what i'm saying unless he pays some royalties to like biggie smalls for you know uh gentrifying the 10 crack commandments and shit like that and uh you know this is safe rap uh for the uh white mainstream i'm not impressed at all but uh i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope i hope you had a great little month off but i'm back to give you this little three three and a half dollars for doing that intro for me tyrone i appreciate you so uh first things first we need to talk about uh we've been seeing so many videos out here of police officers like kneeling uh with protesters and showing solidarity and then turning around and like mason like the next day mason the shit out of uh protesters on the second night excuse me i think drinking some water but um a New York cop says that he is ashamed of himself for kneeling with George Floyd protesters. So Lieutenant Robert Catani uh, told his colleagues that he regrets his horrible decision to give into a crowd of protesters uh, demands to kneel. And he's talking about that. Uh, he told his fellow officers uh, that it's something he will. He said something I will be ashamed and uh, humili- shamed and humiliated about for the rest of my life that's wild that's wild to me and uh this whole i see a lot of um i'm not going to stray too far off topic but i see a lot of y'all going back and forth with uh white supremacists and suspected white supremacists uh because they'll post um you know like videos of those hodge twins uh that terrence k williams uh, the Candace Owens, they will put, you know, these black mascots who are saying vile things about the black community and black people, uh, but they're black. So they think that they can get away with saying slick shit like that. You know, they'll repost it on their Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and shit like that. And uh, like and they'll say some 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 real condescending shit like she gets it or this person gets it it's just like okay they're siding with white supremacy you know it's just like oh they they understand it and uh, shit like that um so i see a lot of y'all arguing with these type of people just stop just stop you are literally trying to convince 
uh, the suspected white supremacists, and and they could be a Negro pen, you know, it could be a coon. Uh, a white supremacist doesn't technically have to be a white person. Um, so you're you're arguing with these people, and they're and you're literally arguing with them about your life mattering as a black person. Um, you're actually going back and forth with somebody who's trying to justify state sanctioned violence against you and murder and legal lynchings people are out in these streets fighting and saying you know black lives matter you know stop killing us we want you to hold cops you know we want the state federal government uh on a state level and federal level to hold these cops accountable for the murders that they commit just like a regular civilian right so that's why that whole what about black on black crime argument is null and void right because if a black person kills another black person or a white person kills another white person you know they're going to go to trial they're going to get locked up you know be held with a huge high bond or something to that extent go to trial for murder be charged with murder and go to trial for it right so that's why I don't get into those arguments about what about black on black crime, because black folks have been out in the community doing the work uh, left and right, you know, to try to stop this, uh, to stop crime in the community as a whole. Right. To make the black community a safer place, just like any other group would do, you know. And so I don't get into arguments with uh with uh, white supremacists and suspected white supremacists when they try to deflect about black on black crime i never do because people are out in the streets saying hey we need to hold these police officers accountable for the murders that they commit you know they can't just be out here willy-nilly just murdering black folks black men left and right and black women because we still need justice for brianna taylor you know and sandra bland we we still don't know what happened to sandra bland it was just like oh she she was in her cell dead that somebody one of them cops murdered her so so I, i'll take that statement back and just say murdering black folks and so you're on facebook going back and forth with either a co-worker or a suspected white supremacist that you thought was cool because y'all share the same interests but when it comes to this type of situation they're literally saying yeah but yeah i know your life matters but is it really that bad for you guys but you know and it's just like why are you wasting your energy on that you know what i'm saying like why are you even wasting your fucking energy on that so when i see you know the situation with these cops talking about oh they regret kneeling and doing all this goofy shit they're just falling in line i was listening to the intercept podcast the late not the latest episode but an episode from maybe earlier this week uh and you guys should really listen to the intercept and they were talking about um this black-led revolution is going on right now and they had a native american cat on there i forgot that guy's name he's a professor somewhere and he was just talking about what's going on um you know up there in the uh, black hills and uh he was talking anticipating you know trump's speech up there near uh mount rushmore and shit like that and he was dropping some 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 good jewels and 
he was uh you know basically just saying that there's pretty much you know all the i think it's the dakota people i think that's how he said it instead of dakota or lakota uh i i can't remember what he was saying but he was just saying that, that was pretty much all that's that's still their land legally um and that you know that you know Mount, he was just talking about just mount rushmore and just how basically they got pushed out and he was uh breaking down the bigotry of all four of the heads on mount rushmore which is very fascinating but in the later part of the episode there is a professor from iowa who wrote a book about chicago policing and how racist it is and how the beginnings of uh policing uh was you know we all know that the police came out of slave patrols right from the south but in the north when they started you know in the south they started with the slave patrols and that morphed into the police up north how the police started was actually to protect business owners and protect their property to protect the rich and uh this was actually after the influx of irish and germans coming over to the americas and being over in the northern states and uh white folks who were here were scared now they didn't morph germans and irish they didn't bring them in to they didn't expand white supremacy to them yet meaning bringing them in to practice racism white supremacy on non-whites they considered them a non-caucasian group right the germans and the irish right they were an other right they were non-whites at the time so they got nervous about how they would drink so much and they thought that they would go around destroying and burning down their businesses so that's when they implemented police up north so then the guy the professor from iowa was breaking down how police were are basically you know they started off and they still do it for two reasons it's to basically keep the racial hierarchy and to protect property that's it protect the rich the rich property that's it those two things so they say it's to protect and serve but you know it's just to protect white supremacy and to serve the rich that's what it boils down to protecting property and keeping the racial hierarchy intact and i'm like damn that's deep and he just wrote a book about it and how um basically uh, black folks in chicago would have to go out and police themselves and how mobsters in chicago would have all these uh rackets like prostitution gambling rings and shit like that in black neighborhoods because the police didn't really give a fuck about black people and they wanted that neighborhood to kind of uh the black areas to just kind of like self-destruct so the mobsters you know in the early 1900s would just go ahead and you know run all their uh their um illegal businesses through black communities and shit like that so i, I gotta pick up that book and figure out what it was but it was the latest episode of the intercept and i just thought that was so fascinating because i didn't know about you know the north side uh, up north how the police came that came intact and it was basically to protect the rich and their property because of the 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 european immigrants coming over so like the irish and the germans so i just thought that was just very fascinating but going back to selling hope like dope um out in lincoln about a month back uh when i posted the last episode beginning of june uh in lincoln the community organizers there teamed up with the lincoln police 
to hold them accountable and they're going to hold like these monthly meetings um you know educating the police and you know sort of having like a round table with the uh lincoln police department about different issues impacting their community and how they've been treated and shit like that which is fine and dandy um i just hope that it holds up but what i didn't like seeing is the whole uh these motherfuckers out here hitting the cupid shuffle or the uh, cha-cha slide they was doing one of them or the electric slide they was doing something out there with them cops and shit like that i i, I mean what is there to celebrate why are we doing a victory lap and the work ain't even been done yet you know what i'm saying the work's not done you know so a lot of those protests started turning into just real goofy shit so that's why i put that in selling hope like dope um it's just one of those situations where and i i guess i have to just have to go and uh, break down white supremacy real quick because i just feel like it's confusing to uh, a lot of people who is this messaging me Oh, give me just a second, y'all. Let's see here. Yeah, I'll read that later. Um, so in the system of racism, white supremacy, uh, I, I have a folder in my iPhone. And just in case I lose these notes, I print them out every so often. But I always take notes of uh, white supremacy. And it's about four pages long, front and back, if I print on the front and back. But racism, white supremacy, it has four stages, right? So the first stage is always establishment, right? So that's going back to, you know, the Spaniards, the Spanish getting the Moors up out of Spain and, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, getting them up out the paint. And then if you look at the, the early, um, you know, uh, the settling of, uh, of North America, you know, or the spent, or you can, even before that, the, the Christian Crusades, you know, going across the just pretty much going all across the world uh give, trying to give the world a white jesus and shit like that and it just it's just basically a war on non-whites that's basically just how it broke down right so um so if you look at the inception of america the united states of america you look at the war on the native americans you know basically just you know pushing these folks off into the badlands um you know uh giving them treaties and then not following through on the treaties then you have the slave trade you know basically bringing uh enslaved uh black folks over here just a war on non-whites and then um so you have establishment right so once you once they establish get, get themselves established then you have maintenance and that's to keep the system going right so maintenance it keeps it going letting non-whites know who in charge so that's why you have all these police killings um you have vigilantes not being punished looking at somebody like um uh george zimmerman or being handled with kid gloves you look at somebody like dylan roof who killed those nine black folks at that a e church um so when they arrested him you know that they got him burger king and shit like that made sure he was comfortable and then even when he went to trial they were trying to say that he was like mentally retarded because he scored low on some tests and he did horrible in school and he was socially awkward but he was like no he knew exactly what he was doing so that's playing with those kid gloves but that's just letting non-whites know hey we still run this shit you know off rip 
you know that's why you don't see any um police officers being charged with anything from you know michael brown you know all the way up to george floyd what's happening right now and even to uh, brianna taylor nothing's happened right people are still screaming hey we need to charge these officers they coming up with laws painting murals doing everything but except producing justice right so that's the maintenance right there so that's you know that's acts of you know violence terror to let you know who's in charge and to maintain the system of white racism white supremacy so once so maintenance it keeps on going but then you have expansion that's another one right so with the expansion that's basically controlling more non-white so that's when uh i know a lot of uh folks talk about how um caribbean and african immigrants come over here and they get they get vetted you know they're brainwashed by the white jesus trope so they look at the white man and the white woman as god you know they look at the white man as god as jesus look at uh, the white woman as like a pure nun like mary or some shit like that so you start bringing those over who believe in white supremacy racism white supremacy but if you even go further back that's when they start welcoming groups into the racism white into white supremacy into white society who they you know normally didn't deem they deem them as non-white so like early immigrants like italians germans irish like when i was talking about police uh policing up north you know thinking about the germans and the irish they were so violent and uh drunkards and shit like that but once the numbers started dwindling to the so-called caucasians then they started you know bringing in okay you can you're white you're basically white you know you're white because i say so you know what i'm saying so that's what expansion is it's controlling the non-white mind and bringing in you know uh whites non-whites then making non-whites white or brainwashing darker non-whites so that's what that expansion comes into right so then refinement that's the area that we're in right now so you got your you established white supremacy you maintaining it you expanding it now it's time to refine it that's the fourth uh component the fourth the fourth stage so that's what america is right now that's why you see a lot of people talking about when you object to racism in america uh people get so offended because it's the american way right because they refined it to uh so nicely that it's just a way of life so they got you thinking that you know the military protects you from outside threats and forces when it's basically enforcing racism white supremacy across the globe you know they tell you that there's this threat over in the middle east you know we got word that they're going to attack america and all this other shit so next thing you know you waving a red white and blue flag but they really going over there for oil or to control um some resources you know what i'm saying and to continue to be a dominant force globally right so it's refined to the point where it's normalized and it's part of the culture so that's why you have so many people out here waving the american flag screaming all lives matter waving a trump flag uh waving the stars and bars you know because it's a way of life for them and you call them out as racist and they're like nah, i'm not racist i jack off to black porn i jack off to ebony porn you know some shit like some, some goofy shit like that so and that's why you have these hodge twins candace owens uh terrence williams um what's the what's that what's the mother coons uh larry elder um diamond and silk so you have these these non-white people 
regurgitating white supremacist rhetoric because in their negro mind you know they can't understand they like well shit black folks are working black folks are doing better than they've ever done before ain't no racism you know what i'm saying these white folks love me but they love you because they can hide their racism behind your black mascot ass you know what i'm saying so that's why they run around here wearing maga hats and talking crazy talking just silly shit and they know it's silly but cooning pays but then at the end of the day there's no retirement plan for a coon that's why you still see like jesse lee peterson out here you know humped back crippled over and he up here holding up like uh sacks of uh cotton and he don't even he just he's just lost in the sauce right so we're in this refinement stage where and we really was in it tough in the obama years because we really couldn't you know you even had you know black celebrities talking about ain't no racism we got a black president and blah 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 and it's just like well you know um michael brown happened you know what i'm saying freddie gray happened you know cedric bland happened under the president obama you know under the obama presidency right so we're still in this refinement stage but we're regressing because we have a white supremacist in the white house and he's blatant with it so when it's blatant with it, you can see what it is right off rip. And it don't matter how many uh, coons you throw out there to uh, as a smokescreen, you see it blatantly because he's telling you who he is. Right. He told you he's a nationalist. You know, he's uh, said there was very fine people at the Charlottesville rally right on both sides. So we see that. So now it's going back to maintenance It's going back to the second step. And that's basically showing uh, dominance. Right. It's basically more, uh, you know, black folks getting black folks, uh, white accomplices, allies, whatever the fuck you want to call them, catching rubber bullets in the face, losing an eye, shit like that. Because it's one thing that white supremacy hates, the system of racism, white supremacy hates more than a black person is a nigger lover. They can't stand that. They, they just think that that's a traitor, right? So, um, and I see so many people struggle with, um, you know, debunking arguments from those coons like Candace Owens and the Hodge twins and Terrence Williams but their job is to distract you um their job is to waste your time and uh you know the main thing that you want to look at is who's paying these coons you have to look at the puppet master and not the puppet that's what you really have to look at so when you see a white person posting a candace owens post or terrence williams or those uh those those buff ass Hodge twins and they just love playing that Sambo role you should just look at them just look at them Negroes talk um they just love just <laughs> black lives matter all lives matter you know they love to do that because they know exactly what they're doing right they know exactly what they're doing they're playing into that big black uh buck broken role that Sambo role right they're playing into that and uh, even with Candace Owens, she even received help back in the day from the NAACP because she had a racial incident that happened to her in college and she got like uh, a few thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? She used to run an anti-Trump website, right? Now all of a sudden she's a hardcore right winger and she's, uh, you know, you know, stomping for Trump and all this other shit with Turning Point USA. And uh, she's nothing but an opportunist. And that's what most coons are. They're opportunists. 
you know what I'm saying? They're trying to get in where they fit in, you know, even if they force their way in. It's like, hey, I'll be a coon all day till the cows come home as long as the check clears. But it throws so many black folks off. But you always look at the puppet master and you can even you look at that white person that's posting that that video and you just delete them immediately. Like, OK, I know where you stand. Boom. It's not. And as a black person, it is not your job to educate a white person on racism, white supremacy. It's not your job to do that. Don't be out here playing the oppression Olympics and telling them how bad you got it and shit like that. No, uh, white folks, non-racist white folks need to help these so-called white folks that's willing to learn about the system of racism, white supremacy. That is how uh, so-called allies, accomplices, whatever you want to call them, that's how they help. They, they go on teaching about how to be an anti-racist. It ain't up to you, right? That because it's just it's draining. You fight the system every fucking day. Now I gotta come in here and tell you how bad I have it and what you can do to help. No, if you were really an ally or an accomplice, you would treat me like family. If it if all lives matter, you would treat me like family, like your brother, like your sister, you know, like a cousin. You would treat me like family, and when you see family being mistreated, you would step up and say hey that's wrong and you would help that family member fight the good fight right so i don't believe it when these white folks run around here playing fucking dumb like oh i didn't know it was that bad no you just didn't care that's what it is and now that we've disrupted the norm now all of a sudden well i can learn now i can learn you go find some anti-racist white folks and you learn from them that's what the fuck you do but i feel like i just went off on a, a a tangent but i just don't want folks falling for the okie doke that's what i want people are fighting the good fight and we have to stay focused and don't get caught up in symbolism that is the main thing these cops kneeling doing the cha-cha slide painting black lives matter in the street uh, these voice actors changing uh, from black characters we don't care about symbolism we are talking about equity and justice that's what it is stay focused on equity and justice that's the main thing we need to focus on it ain't no fucking victory of painting black lives matter in the street in front of the fucking trump tower that is not a victory okay we need legislation passed and we need justice all right equity and justice that's been selling hope like damn dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so holding this l we have to give it to uh the pastor uh jared uh what's that brother's name jared parker of saint mark baptist church um early last month he posted this video uh speaking about how and i and I, I don't i can't remember if i talked about it in that episode but it might have been happening that same day on uh, episode 177 but uh so uh pastor parker uh he was talking about in his car and it got like a ton of views went viral he was in his car talking about how he just left a meeting or he just walked out of a meeting uh with the governor uh pete ricketts 
Uh, he looks like a fucking thumb. Uh, just a, he's a billionaire, spoiled brat who's just playing governor. Uh, this man is just, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where you know that he bought the election. Like you just know it. You just know it. Like he's a like his his uh, folks own or what is that TD Ameritrade, and then they own the Cubs too, or the or the or the White Sox. I can't remember which Chicago team that they own, but dad, his daddy's a hardcore racist. I believe that I suspect that he's a white supremacist. Um, there was emails got leaked, um, and I talked about this. What was it last year, a couple years ago, uh, about the leaked emails from his daddy and stuff, and he came out. Uh, uh, you know saying that he doesn't you know believe that blah 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 it's like bullshit bullshit if your daddy took all them them hundreds of millions of dollars away the net you know saying you know because you disown him and shit like that like you, you would be out here you know uh out here fucking you know bombing uh black churches and shit like that but anyways so uh you know the 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 thumb governor uh pete ricketts he wanted to uh have this meeting with so-called black leaders in the omaha community for black omaha and i'm going to tell you something uh there there aren't any black leaders in omaha i get so fucking tired of the mayor the chief of police uh the governor always talking about we talk to black leaders you talk to a pastor that has a large congregation uh you talk to somebody that ran a runs a community center uh you you it, it bothers me to the utmost degree because you never hear these people the chief of police the mayor uh count city council members um the governor you never hear them talk about oh we went and talked to white leaders oh we went to talk to asian leaders of the community you just never hear that shit it sounds goofy as fuck saying we went and talked to uh white community leaders you know so anyway so this uh pastor jared parker he was of saint mark baptist church he you know he was on facebook you know talking about that uh the uh the governor said the problem i have with you people and he said that and what was fascinating to me was there was a fake ass nebraska anonymous group uh page on youtube that posted so-called audio of it and uh and it and it said you guys and the homie um shit uh, the homie dom dominique uh he uh he posted on a, a facebook live and he was there at the meeting and that brother does a lot of a lot of work for uh incarcerated brothers and sisters uh, does a lot of great work and um he posted a facebook live just going off just telling nothing but the truth and he was like yeah yeah the governor said you people and that and it was fascinating to me that they and pete ricketts came out and apologized for it right but then all of a sudden this fake ass anonymous page like nebraska anonymous like the fucking page had like two followers and all this other shit then all of a sudden <clears throat> it was like these prominent like omaha uh twitter pages started posting it like the omaha scanner page posted it and shit like that and you know all these people uh from omaha who have like a a decent following a few thousand people they all started posting it and you looked at the page and you're like this is the only video on here like what the fuck you know what i'm saying and so it just and then it was like oh yeah uh the ricketts uh uh the ricketts camp uh confirmed that this is what he said but it was like but you already apologized before for saying you people 
so then all of a sudden there here's this doctored audio clip comes out and i'm like this looking funny in the light but anyways so on uh on uh dominique morgan's uh facebook page he went live and he was talking about it um about what was happening uh, or I should say they went live. I think that's the uh, the pronouns that uh, that brother wants to use is they. And uh, so they went live and talking about, you know, what was going on and that Pete Rick has actually said that. And a lot of the, uh, like a lot of the older black leaders got up and left. You know, they left in disgust. And so every so this whole video the original video from jared parker pastor parker you know it was all on the local news you know it made uh national news and uh and then all of a sudden it was like the next day this motherfucker is posing with a picture with pete ricketts and he's like shaking his hand and was like oh i heard him wrong i misconstrued what i heard and i'm like oh you you nigga you done got you've been bought and paid for you know sign sealed delivered cash on delivery like come on this is why black folks we don't need a leader we just need to use the code of conduct i mean nilly fuller breaks down the code we all just need to be on the same page at this with the same code of conduct according to nilly fuller and if we follow that code it'll just be you know on point like there's no white leaders right white folks get on code at the drop of a dime they it's just like through osmosis and black folks need to be the same way we can't have leaders because leaders can be corrupted they can be bought and paid for cash on delivery they can just be a bought and paid for negro and they can just come out here just hemming and hawing and uh most black leaders uh who are praised by white society are you know snake charmers you know they they need to calm the the, the young folks down uh uh place fear into the older black folks so the older black folks could quote unquote talk some sense into the young black folks when the young black folks turn up and fight for justice this is why we do not need any fucking black leaders because they can be easily corrupted you know all it takes is a is a skin and a grin from a white person and a check in their hand you know what i'm saying that's all that it boils down to so many uh black communities have been sold out by fake black leaders uh from a handshake a grin and a check you know so i mean uh you know pastor parker did all that him and hard and i'm like okay this brother saying some real shit and all of a sudden a day later he's up here shaking hands and smiling to my i must have heard it wrong i'm like man if you don't get the fuck out of here i should just break my foot off squaring your ass but uh pastor parker you gotta hold this l get your mans you win perfect <laughs> All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, uh, we have to give it to Associate Professor at Creighton University, uh, Zachary Smith, uh, PhD. Uh, now, Zachary called out racism, white supremacy, and he caught hell for it. And he had to backtrack because it threatened his job. But at the same time, his initial reaction, I have to give him nothing but props for that and for other um so-called allies or accomplices um you know for calling out racism white supremacy and actually being on the front lines you know not even when it's just popular so zachary uh, professor smith he tweeted out um 
there was a Omaha World Herald news headline that was talking about this uh, we this morning. So I'm recording this section uh, today um, on Saturday. So this morning earlier today, uh, there was a back the blue rally. So a couple days ago, Omaha World Herald News uh, tweeted out about it. And um, uh, Professor Smith, he tweeted it out and he said, let me fix this headline for you. And it says white supremacist rally in Omaha to showcase Midwestern racism. All right. So let me uh, pull up Durags and Boat Shoes uh, Twitter page. Give me just a second. I finally started back tweeting from that fucking page. I don't I don't know. I live on my my regular page. It's just my uh, the Durags. I just I don't know. I, 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 I like using the Durags and Boat Shoes page on Facebook as opposed to Twitter. Um. But yeah, so um, so he tweeted that out. Professor Smith uh, tweeted that out. He was at his at was Zachary Smith PhD. But uh, Creighton, uh, you know, put the pressure on him, and then all these crazy, uh, you know, Blue Lives Matter folks came out and was like, "Oh, he needs to be fired." Blah blah blah. And then it forced him to uh, apologize for it. And uh, so then you had this coon. Uh, what's this coon's name? Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't even know this this Negro's name. Uh, he's but uh, he's the uh, president of the Omaha Police Officers Association, um, and he he was tweeting about uh, Professor Smith. He took a screenshot of it and he said there are three black men speaking at this event. His ignorance is remarkable. So this coon. So you if you go to his page, all you see is uh the brother's name uh the coon's name is uh anthony connor okay so let's see here so his page if you look at the uh the twitter page opoa president um you know it's just blue lives matter rhetoric and then he has some uh black on white crime okay and then he has a whole bunch of uh you know anti-liberal rhetoric because you know a white supremacist a, a black person can be a white supremacist uh and he's working as a race soldier i suspect him of being a race soldier and so you know his whole page is talking about black on black crime black on white crime and uh shit like that you know just and then uh tweeting out you know uh negroes on the right so that's his whole page. So that just lets you know exactly who he is. Uh, he's probably one of these uh, suspected race soldiers who go harder in the paint than some of these white ones when he comes to dealing with uh, black folks and other non-whites when he's out on the field. I watched his speech. I watched that whole rally. I was uh, taking a shit earlier today. And so I just watched the whole rally. Uh, they had some live streams going. And so I caught a couple of them on Facebook. And I, and I specifically watched this uh, Connors dude speech. And he was basically um, speaking about, you know, uh, doing his best Donald Trump impression, taking shots at the media, um, saying that they're, you know, showing all this propaganda of anti-police and defund the police and shit like that. And, um, you know, basic fear mongering, you know, saying that, um, you know, what's going to happen if police aren't uh, available, they protect the community and all this other bullshit. And um, going back to what was it, selling hope like dope? I was talking about it. Um, just how the police 
you know, they protect property and serve white supremacy. That's what to protect and serve means uh, with the, the uh, law enforcement here. Most of it, 99.9% uh, .9 of it, uh, because every time something fucked up happens, it's always it's a bad apple. I mean, I just feel like the whole orchard is rotten. It's trying to find a good apple in that rotten ass orchard. Right. Um, so but he ended his speech very um he said something very interesting he was talking about how uh the main the meat and potatoes of his speech was uh that people needed to get out and vote for politicians that support law enforcement okay and so he was talking about the silent majority will not be silent anymore so i don't know if this coon recognizes that the silent majority is the group of uh suspected white supremacists and white supremacists who don't run around here in maga hats you know confederate flags or anything like that they let their money and their voting do the talking for them to enact policies that will harm non-white people i don't so I, this so this just this goes back to what nilly fuller says if you don't understand racism white supremacy everything else will just confuse you everything that you think you understand will just confuse you right and so i'm just listening to this confused brother talk about the silent majority and i'm just like okay when you say silent majority you do know that's that quiet large group of white folks you know who vote in their best interests which a lot of times including har includes harming non-whites for them to get even further ahead in this country right and uh what was heartbreaking there was some negro out there uh with a guitar uh painted like the american flag and some denim jacket and some shit uh, I, I was just and he was singing i think god bless america or proud to be an american something something of that extent I, that makes me always thinks of the uh uh what's that brother's name what's that brother's name or from um was it roy woods uh let me look that up the brother who uh always on the daily show who's, who's just funny as fuck let's see here roy woods jr yeah yeah roy wood jr he's always you know he's talking about how there's no black patriotic songs you know because you know you only hear white dudes singing about that because they've been having a ball in america and that's the truth that's the truth so i was thinking about that when i seen this negro uh you know uh singing to all these bootlickers out there and so there were some counter protesters out there uh but what i was gonna say was broke my heart was seeing uh principal haynes out there from north high school if you don't uh, north high school is down is a high school down north it's a magnet center uh a majority black kids go there and the principal is a black man well he's retired now but uh former principal haynes he was speaking at this rally and it just made me think back that he was he was he was he was a great principal but he was like the king of respectability politics and i remember i went to central high um but i remember hooping uh at the butler gas ymca right across the street and then just cutting through the parking lot and he would always be trying to kick some game to us or he would be over there um talking with the the og tim um you know over at the uh at the Y and shit like that, and he's always trying to give us some game. But looking back on it, it was always like respectability politics that he always was kicking to us. And he was up there at this rally because it just was like eye opening for me. 
he was up there just looking like an old coon at the end of his speech when he was talking about respectability politics and you know coming together and all this other bullshit and the thing is <clears throat> at the end of his speech he was talking about not only black life but every life matters and these white folks they were like woo yeah they just went crazy for him saying that ending his speech like that and uh that old coon no knew what, what crowd he was catering to but i'm just looking back i'm just like damn principal haynes used to just be on that bullshit that respectability politics he used to just really be on that shit tough and just watching his speech i'm just shaking my head. i'm sitting on the toilet just shaking my head just shaking my head just like what the fuck and um they had uh who else was speaking at this rally had a lot of black men speaking at this rally it was only like for an hour but uh who was what's that brother's name who was the uh the sheriff uh captain wayne hudson was there speaking and um you know i believe that these uh you know these uh mascots these cows collaborators of white supremacy they they're out here uh confused because they think racism is just somebody a white person you know with a confederate flag or not even that a clan hood on and just screaming nigger 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 holding a noose or some shit like that uh, they don't understand the refinement stage of it they don't understand uh that black folks can be mascots for white supremacy or they do know and they just trying to play dumb the whole time because captain hudson was talking about everyone that's speaking tomorrow belongs to a minority group and shit like that and i'm just like yes because they want to shield their racism the guy who uh basically backed the who started the whole rally got you know all these different people i think there was a hispanic woman up there speaking a hispanic coon um you know thinking that she's an honorary uh white supremacist and uh, you had these black men up here speaking but because they wanted to mask the racism that's all it was that's all it was you know is to um protect property and serve white supremacy that's all it was that's all it is that whole back to blue rally and there were some uh counter protesters there doing their thing and representing so i was uh happy to see that uh but i just have to salute this professor for calling it out i know he had to go and backtrack and shit like that you know he probably trying to keep the lights on and shit like that um but you know kudos to him for initially calling it out like it was and what's funny is there was some old white dude walking around there that had on a shirt that said white lives matter and you had people flying these big ass trump flags there so uh, it, that's all it was the the professor was right he should have left the tweet up until the actual you know after the rally he should have left it up he shouldn't have caved to pressure but i get it you know he probably felt like nobody had his back and it's just like fuck i gotta keep these fucking lights on so let me just fall right back into the system because the system even though it hates black folks Folks, it hates non-racist white folks it hates them with a the passion if you look at how uh people call them the radical left and shit like that and it just boils down to uh white supremacists uh they hate niggers but they hate a nigger lover even more that's just what it boils down to but still shout out to uh professor smith for just you know calling that bullshit out you know initially initially but um hopefully uh this man doesn't lose his job for calling it out 
and uh, hopefully he continues to fight the good fight. I know a lot of times when uh, these white supremacists threaten your job and your your livelihood, you, you kind of back down and you just kind of go back to being a, a cog in the wheel of the system. And I hope that doesn't happen to this man. All right. So moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So this quote comes from Jimi Hendrix, and it says, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. I thought that was very fitting um, just because we see that the current power structure is trying to, uh, with all of its might, you know, trying to stay in power, the system of racism, white supremacy. And now that black folks and other non-whites and some race, non-racist whites are joining in on the fight and uh, going after systemic uh, racism. Now is, you know, the 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 blocks, the stumble, the blocks that, you know, the pillars that's holding up the system is kind of being chipped away at. So you're seeing all this manipulation tactics come out and you're seeing uh, the fox showing its teeth and you're showing the wolf. You're showing the the wolf is showing their teeth too, so uh, their teeth, not teeth. <laughs> um, they're showing their fangs, um, and you know both of them are canines, right? So they both bite. So you've seen it on the left and the right because, like I said many times before, it's uh, two wings on the same bird, and that bird is racism, white supremacy. Racism is white supremacy, and white supremacy is racism, right? And um, I just. I just want y'all to keep fighting a good fight. I know it can be tiring, um, but uh, I was listening to um, Joy DeGruy. Uh, she has these Wellness Wednesday videos, and she is the author, Dr. Joy DeGruy. She is the author of uh, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome, and she does these Wellness Wednesday videos on YouTube. And she had a brother on there who uh, was a former cop, he was a black cop. And uh, he was always fighting a good fight. You know, he was always fighting for uh, black folks rights and, you know, doing what's right. Uh, do, actually doing community policing and, you know, helping, uh, you know, black folks who were, you know, wrongfully convicted and uh, helping other black officers get out of, uh, you know, fucked up situations and combating uh, racism, uh, white supremacy within uh, his police department and other police departments across the country. And I forgot that brother's name. And he was talking about how you just choose uh, one of the the areas of uh, activity, one of the nine areas of activity, and you just focus on that one area to make a change. You know, you just focus on that uh, on one of those nine areas and you make a change. So the nine areas of human activity are as um, you can check them out at Produce Justice. Uh, and that shout out to the uh, great critical thinker. Uh, Millie Fuller. Uh, but uh, when I was talking about those four um, stages of white supremacy, when you had the establishment, you know, the maintenance, the expansion and the refinement that came from Millie Fuller. So I don't think I shouted him out on that. But as far as the nine major areas of people activity, you know, is economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex and a war counter war. All right. So you pick one of those and you just figure out you know how can we produce justice in this area so that's what it boils down to um i'm not really going to talk about 
the Will and Jada situation. Um, I had a few people hit me up about that, um, you know, with the August Alcina shit. If y'all watch that video on uh, Facebook, the Red Table Talk, because uh, I was about to wrap up the show, but I forgot all about that. I watched it yesterday. It's only about 12, 13 minutes, but you just see the, manipula- the ma- ma- manipulative words coming out of Jada's mouth. She causing an entanglement, which is like, uh, you know, uh, a rocky relationship. But if you listen to August Alcina, he's talking about, you know, he gave her everything that he had for those few years and all this other shit. And it's just her just, you know, you have to watch out for people who like to use like spirituality and uh, the cosmos and all these new wave uh, words. And, you know, they're in touch with the universe because a lot of times uh, they be using that shit to avoid accountability. That's what <laughs> like if you watch that video, you just looking like this is some bullshit. And Will at the beginning of the video, uh, he's he's looking at her like this is some bullshit and entanglement. Like call that shit what it was. You had an affair, right? So just watch how she's just such a master with words, right? And it, and it's just you know them red table talks be funny as fuck. You know it ain't nothing but the blind leading the blind. It ain't nothing but just good old crass entertainment. That's all it is. So that's all I really have to say about that. But just continue to fight the good fight. Um, don't stretch yourself thin. Just focus on you know one area of human activity. You know what I'm saying? Economics, education, entertainment, light, labor, law, uh, politics, religion, sex, war, slash counter war. You focus on those nine areas of one of those nine areas. Don't try to do it all because you'll get overwhelmed. OK, don't don't get overwhelmed by that. Just focus on one area of activity and just give it a hundred percent and then you know what you start producing justice and you start you know uh infecting those around you uh with the spirit of the good fight and as always uh you know i love y'all um i'm gonna see y'all next week and this has been episode what is this 178 or 179 i think it's 178 of do rags and boat shoes um but i'll say it again because i think you guys need to hear it i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all and thank you for always you know lending me your ear and just listen to me ramble about current events but i just hope y'all just take what i say to heart and uh you don't get confused uh with racism white supremacy how it controls every aspect of our life um and how it is the most unjust system on the globe it's the only system on the globe and we have to produce justice um we just have to we have to we have to and uh for the white folks that listen the non-racist white folks um i am not going to uh you know coddle y'all i'm not going to pat you on the back for being non-racist uh you have to be an anti-racist and you have to be an accomplice all right and i still love y'all but i'm not here to uh stroke your ego uh for you being a non-racist i need you to be an anti-racist i need you to call out uh the racist behaviors in your family from your 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 grandmama your grandpa your uncle your auntie even your own parents uh call that bullshit out and uh hold them to the flame uh you have to do the work that's the work that you really could do you know you can infect others with uh, anti-racist behaviors all right um but yeah let me stop rambling 
This has been episode 178 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Um, I am going to keep on just putting in uh, little lessons about the system of racism, white supremacy, because I feel like a lot of people across the board of all color spectrums, uh, from white to black and everything in between, are confused by it. Uh, but it hasn't changed at all. The system hasn't changed at all. Like I said, it's in that refinement stage, and it's now that people are kind of peeking behind the curtain, so to speak. Uh, it's just trying to uh, go back to the maintenance stage and uh, get everybody back in line, okay? But uh, yeah, this has been episode 178. I love y'all. One, I'm out.